0: Welcome in everybody. It is that time every week here on 710 ESPN Seattle. We get in the cage. It's brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino and it is a pleasure to speak to this man. I've seen him fight in person. I haven't had a chance to speak to him yet, but uh, we have rectified that now. Joining us on the Issaquah Pest Control Hotline. He is the gentleman. Austin Vanderford is with us. Austin, how are you, man? I'm doing good. Yeah, thank you for having me. It, it, it's good to talk to you man it's really it's it's cool to see where you're at and we're going to talk about your fight you got coming up here in just a couple of moments but I I think I saw maybe it was your third fight you you fought uh, Phoenix Jones Ben Fodor uh, at the uh, Emerald Queen and uh, in a cage sport uh. fight uh, geez what is that four maybe f- yeah four years ago I would say and to see where you're at now I, I'm I'm just curious. When you started this career, what was how did you envision it? Were, were you thinking I'm I'm going to do this for fun? This is going to be my livelihood. I'm going to be a champ one day. How did how did you approach the sport in the beginning? Yeah, you
1: know, I I definitely always had aspirations of uh, fighting on you know the the big saves and the big cards and and all that. So I always envisioned that, um, you know, and I I guess just navigating through through everything, you know, and uh, the beautiful thing about MMA now is you know it's growing so fast and there's not just one uh, big promotion you know there's two three four and uh, and I feel like I'm in a, a awesome spot and and I'm excited to to go out there next week and, and showcase you know my my skills and where I came from.
0: As far as where you're at right now, where you know, I talk about seeing you very early four years ago. Obviously, you're raw. You're 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 more of a wrestler coming in. Where where do you think your your stand up game is at now? I mean, if you just compared it to a couple of years ago, is it night and day? Do you feel like you already sort of had a good grip on the stand up game coming into the sport? How how would you assess that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, my uh, gosh, I you know, I think I've been been doing mma for maybe five years now uh maybe a little longer but not right around five years and uh you know i've learned so much and and have trained all over now and and you know that currently this past year i've been at american top team which is you know one of the very best teams in the world so uh, i think i've grown a lot but you know at the heart of all of it and where i came from is being a wrestler and that's never going to change uh and you know, I know what got me to the dance, and now it's just supplementing my wrestling with with uh, some striking to to get into my wrestling, to get into my takedowns and those scrambles. So, uh, I think that learning a better understanding of, of striking and distance, and you know, setups and whatnot. But definitely, to answer your question, I, I've changed as a as a stand-up guy, but you know, I'm a wrestler, and it's always going to be that way. And I'm going to be a gritty guy all the way through.
0: Yeah. Wrestlers are always a problem, man. It really is. Just even in jujitsu and and, in this sport, it just feels like, you know, I always felt like boxing was the best, you know, base to start with. But you know, you, you get into this sport and, and just from my time on the mat, just wrestlers who don't know anything about jiu-jitsu are already a problem. So I feel like you've got an advantage going in. Uh, just yeah. it, 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 as far as where you're at, you're 31 years old, just turned 31. Did you have anything yep. in mind in terms of, you know what, I, I've, I've got markers. I want I want to be looking at a title shot by the time I'm 30, I'm 32, I'm 30. I've, I want to be at these specific points in my career by this time. Do you? Are you a guy that sets any of those? those markers or do you just sort of you know take it as it comes and, and keep trying to work your way up the ladder
1: yeah i'm going to give you a really boring answer and, and say you know, i'm i just strive to be uh to be the best i can each each day and in each training session and, and just try to get a little bit better each time i never really put any uh unfair pressure on myself to be a champion you know at this point and you know i kind of got into mma a little later as it is but Although I wrestled through college and, and did all that. So, you know, I got started a little later than a lot of other people. So uh, so I never really put any, any uh, markers on myself like that. But, you know, I've just been happy with my growth and continuing to, to fight. And, and I feel I like improve each fight. And that's the most important thing to me And you know, make sure my, my coaches and, and all that are, are happy with my performances and, you know, that they feel the same.
0: You talk about getting into it late. What what was it that brought you to the sport? What was was there an original goal, original dream as far as what you wanted to do? And then I don't know, maybe you started watching the UFC, started watching MMA, and it it, it sucked you in. How did you How did you come to the sport late?
1: Yeah, I was always a fan, man. But uh, you know, I wrestled I wrestled through college, and uh, I finished up my degree when I got done. So I spent two years as a a graduate assistant at Southern Oregon University. And, i had a lot of people in my ears saying yeah you gotta fight you gotta you gotta fight when you're done wrestling you know and all that stuff and i just uh yeah I, I don't know you know it took me a while to to get a fight i remember i remember i think two events in a row I showed up and uh you know showed up for wins and my opponent never showed up or you know just silly stuff like that and and uh, just coming from a wrestling background you know I always had. A uh, little bit of trouble getting going early on uh, with guys wanting to take fights and whatnot, so it just took a little work.
0: Well, and I'm curious, and we'll we'll talk about your fight here in just a moment. But you know, during this whole pandemic, everybody has handled it differently. You you're a guy who's been really active. I mean, I think you fought four times your first year in 2017. You fought twice in 18, three times in 19, yeah. and then the pandemic hits, and you get one fight uh, back in November um in in 2020 what was that like for a guy who's as active as you are with your schedule Uh, was it an opportunity just to work on what you felt your weaknesses were or was it frustration not being able to get out there how did did you approach this pandemic
1: yeah well thankfully uh you know chael Sutton puts on a a uh jujitsu show submission underground and i was able to get on that i believe uh three times so you know i i competed uh uh, away from MMA as well. So um yeah, you know, I just I saw it as an opportunity to, to get better and just continue to work on my skill set. Uh we were able to move down here to Florida and, and uh here in Coconut Creek. So, so really the pandemic wasn't uh wasn't anything too crazy for us. And yeah. I I was still able to, to train full time and you know, thankfully I'm a I'm a full time fighter, so um, I didn't have to worry about work. It was just training and getting better.
0: Hey, I, I wanted to ask this, and this may be a dumb question, but when uh, you're you're like a lot of fighters who do compete in these grappling tournaments, but your 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 living yeah. is in the cage where you're throwing punches, you're throwing elbows and kicks. Is there ever a moment where you 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 almost lose yourself and you're thinking, okay, I've got this guy in a position I can drop elbows now, or I can, do, where there's just that flash, that moment where you're thinking, I got, I've got my opening here, I can, I can do, I can deliver a blow. Where obviously you're not throwing punches or kicks in these tournaments.
1: No, not too much, man. I, I'm pretty <laughs> focused on on the task at hand and you know be prepared to. To just go out and do a jiu-jitsu match. So, um, you know, I love to fight. and That's my favorite thing to do. But the, the jiu-jitsu competitions are fun, too. And like I said, thankfully, you know, I was able to compete against some really high-level uh, jiu-jitsu guys and, and kind of work on that skill a little bit as
0: well. Well, let's talk about what you've got coming up because uh, Fabian Edwards, and I, and I read an article where you said, you know, he's been on your radar for a while. You're going to fight him May 21st, Bellator 259 taking place in Uncasville, Connecticut. What what was it about him? Why why has this guy in and Fabian Edwards been on your radar for a while?
1: Because, uh, you know, I knew he was another up and coming guy for the Bellator's middleweight division. Um you know, he's he's a cocky guy. We're we're two opposites. He's a he's a cocky guy. I'm I'm a you know, I'm a pretty humble guy and uh it, yeah, he said some he's said some things kind of poking fun at, at who my wife is and whatnot and that's you know, just a guy I want to go out there and hurt and uh a guy I wanna go out and compete against and, and uh you know, kinda of prove some things to him. So uh I just I figured, you know, one way or another we we're probably gonna cross paths in our careers and we're both, you know, we're both going after the same goal and, and uh we're gonna meet for, you know, a collision course May twenty first
0: it it's interesting because you're ranked ahead of him so some people would say well why you know why take that chance why not fight a guy who's in front of you and i know schedules and things like that always come into play but do you look at this as a risk or hey this is kind of a no win for me because i'm i'm actually ranked number 3 this guy's number 4 so it, it doesn't really help you in the in the way of you know beating somebody in front of you and pushing you up into that contender spot was there any of that thought no nah,
1: not really you know what i i grew up in the wrestling world and you know, wrestling and tournaments and you got to beat the best to, to get to the top. And sometimes it's not the, the guy ranked number one or the guy ranked number two who's, who's the best, who makes it to the final. So, uh, you know, my, my job is just to go out there and put on a, a good show and, and go and be dominant. And I think that if I do that, it, regardless of, you know, who in the top five or top ten it is, I think Bellator is going to recognize that and, you know, give me my due diligence.
0: Where where in the fight is it that you feel like I've got to avoid that because that's his area that's that's where he feels comfortable is there whether it's on the feet up against the cage, is there a spot in the in a fight with this particular opponent Fabian Edwards where you say I, I need to avoid that because that's where he's comfortable
1: Yeah, I don't need to I don't need to stand up at a distance with him and and trade uh, trade punches or kicks from from a distance I think you know obviously. My, uh, my background is wrestling, and I think it's no secret what what I want to go out and do and what I want to go out and implement. So, um, you know, just just staying out there, I, I just need to keep my hands up. Um, you know, he faints a lot. He throws a lot of face, and, you know, you know, not biting on stuff like that. And and uh, just go out there and, and be me and do me and do what I train I for every day. And I think if I go and do that, that, you know, the results are going to be in my favor.
0: Hey, how how satisfying is that as a wrestler, or even as a striker? anybody anybody who's noted for doing something really well, and the opponent says, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on defending that. I'm gonna work on my takedown defense." And yet, you get in the cage, and you you're able to take them down right away. I've got to imagine knowing that that person prepared for it, and you still were able to, you know, come in with a takedown. It's got to be really satisfying.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, man, just. Just going out there and, and doing what you plan on doing and what you worked on doing is, is a good feeling. But you know, but it's also a nice feeling to knock somebody out too. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of those as well. So don't don't count that out either. So that, that's a great feeling as well.
0: Hey, I, I'm curious because you you are known as is this really nice guy and you talked about being a humble and he's the guy out there talking smack and and, and you see these days where the 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 loud guy the 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 brash guy is getting the attention whether you're looking at you know somebody like Colby Covington or even even back with Chael Chael was really clever about it he was very funny about it Conor McGregor it, it, it you know Henry Cejudo has adopted this uh, this persona it it just feels like people have sort of been forced to take on a persona and be loud and be be abrasive in order to get the attention and maybe get the fights that they'd want that doesn't sound like your personality. Has that ever been brought up to you? Like, hey, you need to talk more smack. You need to be more brash. Has that ever been something you've discussed?
1: Yeah, you know, I never, uh, I, I I was kind of presented the opportunity to do that when I first started dating Paige and, you know, being married. And actually, you know, Tail was my longtime uh, training partner. So, you know, he and I have talked and whatnot, but I thought the most important thing for me was to be authentic and and be myself, and and this is who I am, and I'm not really that good at at talking trash. I can get on and and be funny uh, on social media and, you know, do stuff that way, but to me, it's, uh, I'm a respectful guy, and I guess, you know, deep down in my heart, I'm a, I'm a respectful martial artist, and I respect, you know, what everyone's doing, and you know what, I'm I'm happy for the people who uh, talk trash, and I think that, that it's a super important part in our game, as as you can see with uh, all the stuff going on with the, the YouTube fighters and whatnot. You know, I, yeah. think, I think all that stuff's important, and uh, you know, we need those guys, but we also need guys like myself and and stuff. And I think uh, I think it all balances each other out, and you know, makes for some fun fights. So, Hit- uh and, and personalities.
0: All right, before I ask you how this fight ends, have you ever stepped into the cage angry? Have you ever stepped in there where you truly did not like a person? And angry? you know, often you hear with in training, you get mad. That's when you make your mistakes. That you you want to try to get your opponent mad, get them out of their game plan, and they're going to abandon theirs and make big mistakes. Is it, has it ever been hard for you to sort of, is there somebody that's been standing across that cage from you and like, man, I am biting my tongue. I want to hurt this guy so bad. But it, it, it's hard to keep your composure in there, or are you pretty cool, calm, and collected regardless of what's been said leading up to a fight?
1: Yeah, you know, I think I'm pretty even keel. And I, uh, you know, to to be honest, my goal is to go out and, you know, hurt hurt my opponent each time. And it, uh, like I said, I respect my opponents and, my competition, but you know when the kid's door shuts, I know what his intentions are, and uh you know my intentions are are not so nice and they're bad as well so um <laughs> i I don't really think it matters what what they say or don't say going into the fight, you know I want to go out there and and hurt this guy and hurt this opponent and you know just prove prove where I'm at.
0: Well, May twenty-first, Bellator two fifty-nine from the uh, Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncasville, Connecticut. Austin Vanderford will be taking on Fabian Edwards. Austin, how does it end? Man, I think
1: if I I go out and do what you know we've trained to do and and go out and and uh, implement my game, I think I you know the fight ends with me being victorious.
0: Well, we're looking forward to it. It's been fun to watch you grow through the sport where you're at now. You obviously have a big fan base out here in the Pacific Northwest, so a lot of eyes will be on you that night. I wish you nothing but the best, man. It's been very cool to be able to finally catch up with you and talk to you after seeing you fight so early in your career, and hopefully you get through this one with a big win and we get a chance to catch up again. Thanks so much for the time.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, and great to talk to you as well. Yeah, Thank you.